This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. Welcome to season two of the Big Sci Fi Podcast, where we talk about all things sci fi. Our crew, Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, are all back for more fun as we share our opinions, thoughts, and ideas on our favorite films, TV shows, and books. We'll also have some fascinating guest appearances this season, so make sure your ship has plenty of dilithium crystals because we're breaking free from this solar system at light speed while having the most fun of any podcast this side of the Milky Way talking about science fiction. All hands brace for impact. It's time for the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. Greetings and hello. Welcome to another episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, the show where we get together with our friends and have really interesting conversations about all things sci-fi. Now today, I want us to do something that's a little bit different and potentially very difficult, and that is rank our top 10 favorite films of all time. And these are the films that we could watch endlessly to the end of time. And actually, I should clarify, our top 10 are the ones we could watch all the time. But then with the top four, those are the films we could watch every day of the week for the rest of time. But first, I should also point out that well, it's not going to be all sci-fi focused because we are expanding a little bit beyond the sci-fi realm. I'm pretty sure a lot of our films are going to be sci-fi. So don't worry, there will be lots of sci-fi in this episode. And joining me today are my usual fantastic co-hosts, Adina Mignona. Hi. Good evening. How are Good you afternoon, today? morning. Sorry. <laughs> morning, <laughs> evening, night, whatever, whatever you want. What year whenever, is this? Whenever they're listening to it, that's morning, noon, or night. Good exactly. asterisk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you doing today? I'm good. Good, except for the fly for audio. There's a fly in my room with me. It's very, uh, yeah. very frustrating. Entertaining for us, though. <laughs> what? Sorry. That's entertaining for us, though. Yeah. Right, entertaining for the host. I was to say, They're watching me like you're... move my hands like more than I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I move my hands a lot exactly. when I talk, but this is this is this is ridiculous <laughs> for me. <laughs> Let's name the fly. By the end of the show, we should have a name for the fly. Uh, I had a friend okay. the fly once. He joined us from a, on a car trip somewhere. A long it could either ago. be he just it could either be David Hedison <laughs> or it could be uh, Jeff. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Okay. And Brian Donahue. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Having a fantastic week. Hope everybody's doing great. Excited for this episode, Chris. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm I'm a little bit terrified, I'll be honest. And <laughs> Steve Merkin. To be honest, I have a very my, my this is my best friend from the fifth grade. And the one thing that we do whenever we get together, him, his son, my goddaughter, her husband, we just talk movies all movies and it's always so much fun so i really this is a this is a fun dialogue we're gonna have yeah i'm excited and i love it too with my with my best friends it's like i talk about movies with almost mm -hmm. anyone honestly somehow there's a there's a movie that will relate to whatever you're talking about and you can bring mm -hmm. it up and that immediately sparks uh well well what are your favorite movies which is always great 
Mm-hmm. Now, we already talked a little bit about how we're all doing, but how, how's everybody's sci-fi intake been this week? What has everybody been watching? Can I go first? Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. I, just today and once last week, I've been kind of going back to Deep Space Nine off and on, hand-picking episodes. And the one I just finished today was one in season six called The Sound of Her Voice. Oh, yeah. Which is an episode where they receive a transmission and they're all talking to her and realize that her oxygen is limited because of the planet Mm. she's on. And so the whole crew rotates talking to this lady. And by the time they get to the planet she's at on the Defiant, um, they've all, it's like she's one of the crew. They've all befriended her, have a special place in their heart for her as they're telling their life stories, getting advice from her. Um, uh, and it's quite it's quite a unique story, and I won't spoil the ending for those of you that maybe haven't seen it or would maybe like to go hop in. It's a now really I have to do that, Brian. It's a it's well, I'm glad I didn't spoil mm-hmm. the ending because no, uh, it's it's really a touching episode. Uh, in a lot, the Odo and Quark story in this is really kind of fun and cute too, um, and touching even so. Uh, check out The Sound of Her Voice, Season 6, Deep Space Nine. Um, and then, I, of course, I've watched, I'm all up to date on Strange New Worlds. Still loving it um, and mm-hmm. can't wait for the next episode week to mm-hmm. week. So mm-hmm. as far as sci-fi goes, I've been pretty light this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been real busy, too, with other stuff. So, But but I love that you brought up The Sound of Her Voice because one thing I find hilarious about the episode, and it wasn't trying to be a funny episode, is that my girlfriend hates it so much and it's like if you ask her about why she doesn't like cisco that i think she can point to that because she just can't deal with just how kind of grumpy cisco is when cassidy walks Towards on the cassidy. bridge and he's just yeah like, oh come on cisco I, are you? That episode I can that. understand yeah. your point a little bit but she just like cannot deal with cisco's it is a little that. kind of contrived yeah uh, so that they can have a discussion later on you know about whether or not Cassidy belongs on the Defiant when he's captaining it and all that yeah. stuff, but but you know, mm-hmm. I just I agree with her. Like, it's 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 like it's okay, but that's the it's, weakest part of the story. Oh yeah, that sure. is the weakest point. And I think my issue too, and this is okay, it's, it's Cassidy and Cisco always seem like they're on a verge of like on the verge of an argument, but they always advert it mm-hmm. or avert it. That's right. That's the right <laughs> yeah. word. They always avoid it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. So I just I love talking to my girlfriend about Cisco. She just cannot deal with him. <laughs> but how about how about everybody else on that note for, well, for the sci-fi intake? Go ahead, so Adina. I'm I'm up to date on Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Not up to date on Obi Wan. Not yet. Oh, I'm I sorry. I've been watching Obi Wan too. Okay, mm-hmm. not up to date on that one yet. And Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> sorry, yeah. this is Adina's stuff. Didn't, didn't we finish that? Yeah, I was way sorry. behind though. No. I was okay. way behind. I'm okay. finally up to. Did that. I finish that? Yeah, I finished that. Yeah. Okay. Now I can. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. And then two other things. So, but I think we talked about this last week. I started watching Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. That yeah, yeah. And that oh, continues yeah. to be really like interesting and exciting. That's the animated series that's on Netflix that you mentioned about? Yes. Love, yes. Death, and Robots. Thank you. I yes. forgot and about that. Each episode is like 10 to 15 to 20 minutes. Each one's a little like slightly mm-hmm. different length. And what's also neat is each one, the animation technique is different. Oh, cool. 
some is a little bit more like anime animation mm-hmm. some is a little bit more like really real eerily realistic mm-hmm. uh everyone's slightly different which is kind of kind of neat makes it interesting isn't that like that's like the spider-man animated movie where each different oh, yeah, spider-man yeah, was, was really a different cool. type of yeah. uh, animation yeah. style yep, that's yep, really a little cool. bit like that. I like that i like that and then i also watched most of i'm not quite done with it yet the ds9 documentary what we left behind oh yes yeah. which is fascinating and it's going to probably trigger a rewatch of of ds9 or at least oh, um, think... several of the episodes they mention mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in that um and so that yeah that that documentary is absolutely worth watching mm-hmm. um for for anybody that's yeah. just a fascinating I, I, I thing. was going to start it the other day and i just i had to work so yeah I, <laughs> now, I have one other thing i really 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 want to mention it's science fiction related but not not tv or film or, or anything oh, so gracious. i you can't do that realized <laughs> a a lifelong lifelong dream finally occurred to me this week wow i am now and, and this is not going to be meaningful to everyone uh to, you know everyone especially everyone listening i'm, I'm sorry um but, but there is a something to you Yes, there is an association. It's the Science Fiction Writers Association. It's a pretty um, well-known uh, organization for people who are science fiction writers. And I've always wanted to be a member. They have you can't just join. There are requirements, um, mm. you know, in terms of you know publishing and how much you publish and done different things. Mm-hmm. And I finally qualified, and I put in my application, and yesterday got my acceptance i am now Yay. a full, full member that's of the amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yay. let's let's give an applause for dina yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you get like a plaque or anything that says hey you're a member or anything like cool <laughs> so i only just off, i got the email yesterday that has like the membership package and, and everything so i'm i am wondering if there's like a, like a little you know icon or something that i can use um of course i can like i'm actually and i will put it on my resume even though it's not meaningful to my career although what funny thing is as another engineer colleague of mine um did have it on his resume i'm like you know i'm gonna put on mine too (laughs) yeah why not it shows that hey you like science but you can also Mm -hmm. enjoy science fiction Mm -hmm. and why not boast about it yeah i think that's great and for me um you know when picard was announced i thought my wife was going to get very excited because she loved you know the uh the next generation, she loved Picard. But even the enthusiasm of those ep- those episodes when they came out was there, but not there. But now she'll say to me, it's Thursday. We got to watch your Star Trek show. <laughs> she's the one That's who great. says we have to watch the Star Trek show because she's enjoying it. She is looking upon it. It's episodic. It's the characters are well written. It's exciting. It's interesting. And so if it can satisfy my wife, I know it's really good. <laughs> but the other thing was I, when I uh, go to the gym, I exercise, I'll watch something on my phone. I think I'm we should give though. Steve an applause for exercising and going to the gym. Oh, That's thank you, thank you, wonderful. Thank you. So one tomorrow, of the things everybody. I can watch on uh, is old episodes of Twilight Zone, and I've been watching them in succession, in order. And I finally got to the one episode that when I was a small child, it absolutely tore my heart out. But for years, I always thought I I, am something I made up, like had a dream until I read 
a book about episodes of the Twilight Zone, and I learned about the episode entitled On Thursday We Leave for Home, the story about a group of survivors of a pilgrimage to a distant planet, and they wait 30 years. It's hot, it's intolerable, it's terrible, but they're led by the group's leader, who is more of a magnanimous religious leader of the group than just the leader himself. And when finally the rescue ship arrives to take him away, and he realizes that he's going to lose control of all these people, he refuses to return with them. And at the end, he's left alone on the planet, and he's all he says is, please take me with you. Please take and when I was a child, that just got to me. So it was a pleasure to watch it again. And it still has the same effect of watching this poor guy, the last le person mm. left behind because he wanted to, because he didn't want to give up power. And then he found he was all by himself. It, it's just one of those powerful episodes of The Twilight Zone written by Rod Serling. So you know it's good. And starring James Whitmore, so it's oh. even better. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I did. You and, tell the uh, best Twilight Zone stories. They're so oh, good. They really are, you know? I mean, <laughs> it just was remarkable. It was story-driven television, not effects-driven television. That's what made it so special. Done. Yeah, so I feel like, well, I did not watch anything that deep. I watched, uh, I don't even think we can call it science fiction, maybe possibly, but uh, Jurassic Park Dominion, or I don't know what it was called. But the latest one. You the watched latest it. one. And it was a <laughs> film that happened where I was like, okay, there's some fun stuff, but uh, I don't know. It's just like, how many times can this happen? And it's just, it was just kind of frustrating. Yeah, but still kind of fun to watch Chris Pratt on a motorcycle being chased by raptors or some very every day, of that baby. Episode. I'll watch that every day. <laughs> All the, the the newest one. Yeah, no, Chris Pratt <laughs> on a motorcycle getting chased by dinosaurs. Okay, I it's, just it's, think he. I just think he's he's hilarious. He's oh yeah, he, he's a great Chris Pratt. Well, I'm not he's going not there, funny but in those movies. He's but. he's yeah, he's he's great though. I love. It's, and then this you know, is the only thing, a, Chris. If they turn the raptors into beagles, okay, they're beagles. They're like, good dog, good dog, you know. Oh, yeah, with the pointing. I mean, one thing yeah. I'm, I'm noticing about, uh, <laughs> like, the summer of 2022 is I've just seen three things in succession of each other with characters holding out their hands, trying to make something happen between Stranger Things and Obi-Wan and Jurassic World, or it didn't make any sense. It's like, I get Obi-Wan, he has the Force. I get Stranger Things, but how does the pointing work with all the different dinosaurs? I don't understand how that works. By the way, it does it. by but the Jeff way, Goldblum looked great. Oh, Je oh yeah. Fantastic. You know, that's why I want to watch the latest Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Goldblum, honestly. Mm -hmm. I yeah, really like his character in, the, in those films. He gets um, to but by the way, I, I heard that because Obi-Wan Kenobi is the most streamed ever in Disney Plus's history. Wow. That they are actually going to go ahead and do a season two. Wow. I hope so. I that, just it, that it is that popular that people are. Uh, don't kid me because See, like he was the I best I love thing. little Leia. She is a. 
adorable. She's adorable. She might be the highlight of that. She is. She is so cute and moxie and yeah, it's worth it. It's just, it's so hard to watch her. Like even pointing out, my girlfriend was pointing out like Luke in A New Hope, especially. And it's like, man, you watch young Leia and you see Leia in A New Hope and it's like, man, Luke, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) come on. I know you blow up the Death Star, but like, why is that flashing? It's because of the, why are we being pulled in? It's like, just come down a little. Right. And Leia, like she picks up on everything. Yep. She's adorable. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Great. All right. So that was my big uh, science fiction. But now I guess we can get into the probably one of the most dreaded episodes, but most exciting <laughs> episodes. Oh, I'm still tweaking uh, my list. I'm still okay. tweaking my list of fa- oh favorites my as we speak. <laughs> so for the listeners, basically how I wanted to break this down is that we would go into sections. So we would do uh, mm-hmm. like each of us would talk about our 10 to 8 spots and then we would move on to 7 and 5 spots. So does anyone want to share their 10 to 8 spots right now. I'm ready to go. If you guys right. okay, if Steve, the other two are gotta... just still picking, I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. the great Steve Merkin. First off, your question was how hard was this to rank our films? Did you ever see the movie Sandlot? All I can say is you're killing me, Smalls. I mean, <laughs> I heard just the line, I, but I have not seen the movie. It's just <laughs> it's you're killing me. So, but you want my top 10. Okay. Number 10. Baby Driver. Okay, cool. I what? haven't seen it. Oh, Baby Driver it is, is kind of fun. It is so cool. The music is there. Plus, a WRX Subaru is at the beginning of the film that does some of the most amazing driving stints you've ever seen. And they choreograph action in the film to the music. So for Brian, since you like music, yeah. You watch how they choreograph all the action. It's just spectacular. And it's a great movie, great characters, and uh, I really recommend it. Uh, number nine, Galaxy Quest. We spoke oh, about it last yeah. week. We okay. spoke about it last week. I might have to tweak I, my list last second. I, I, I have to. I'm, yeah, I don't <laughs> have to explain anything because we spent a whole episode talking about Galaxy Quest. And number seven. Eight. On the li- number, eight. number eight, eight on the eight. list. Aliens. Okay. Because okay. it's yeah. an example of a sequel that is so much better than the original. And the original should have been on my list. Oh. But it must be the director's cut that you watch to get all the backstory that was left out in the original theatrical release, which on its own was great. But those are my top eight so far hmm. and then your last question is is there any honorable mention the five thousand fingers of dr t i watched that movie as a kid it always stuck with me it was written by dr seuss and a kid is the main character plus it has hans conray as the famous dr t he is perfect in it and it was the very first dvd i ever purchased and i still have it it's now, called my, Five Thousand Fingers the 5, of Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T. Okay, and my wife hates it, but I love it. I love that. I love it. So I watch it whenever I donate to Children's Hospital Los <laughs> Angeles, and that's because I'm an understanding husband. But it's it's bizarre. It's got great songs, and okay, and believe it or not, he actually had an uncle Twilliger that he named for this character. So that's my 
first eight, or excuse me, first three at the top and my extra one. So I, I yield the floor to whomever. So I do want to say one thing about yes. Baby Driver. I enjoyed yeah. the movie, but it is probably the, my favorite thing about the movie is that it got me into Dave Brubeck. I hadn't listened to oh. his stuff before. And then I listened to the soundtrack and I'm like, okay, now I'm a diehard Dre Brubeck fan. And which it might be time now to start circulating that at the office or because I have a bunch of stuff that's in rotation that I can listen to at work and not bother people. And that's one of them. And some of the songs there I've never heard before, but Bell Bottoms. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Bell Bottoms. Oh, Bell Bottoms. So good. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. All right. I yield again. I yield the floor. Adina, are you still tweaking? Well, I, I, I am, but you can go because what I want to do is I want to explain my process. I don't want to just say oh. that. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. you can explain your process. Go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and the rules that I set for myself, because remember, I, I'm an engineer, so I need, oh. I need criteria and metrics or, or some way to do this. It's so what I started, science. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what I started doing is I started writing down a list of what I am going to call my, my, my favorites. But as I was writing it down, I really started breaking it out into a couple lists. There's my favorites, but then there's, I had to make a list of movies that I've watched, but they just didn't make it to the favorites list. And they were, they were fine movies. They were good movies. I, you know, movies I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but you know, what was the difference between like a favorite and just a movie that I enjoyed or just liked. And I think it's the, that concept of how much do I want to watch it again? How many times mm-hmm. can I watch it? Can I watch it mm-hmm. a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and keep watching it. So for example, the Martian. Martian was a fantastic movie. Oh, I loved yeah. The Martian, mm-hmm. but it didn't really make it to the favorites list because uh, sure, I, I will watch it again. Like if it comes on TV or if my family mm-hmm. wants to see it, I'll watch it again. But do I want, am I craving to watch it again? Yeah. And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. So those are those two lists. But then I also have a list of some movies that I haven't seen, but I have a feeling they might make it to the favorites list. Oh my um, and so things like the, the new movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once with Michelle Yeoh. Oh, yeah. I've heard like amazing right. things about that. I have a feeling that that's, that's going to wind up on my favorites list, but I haven't seen it. So I have a little list of those. Mm-hmm. And then I have a list of ones that uh, other people like that have gotten great reviews, but they are <laughs> you will not find them on my list. I hated them. I don't care how much people like them. I did mm-hmm. not. Okay. And like an example is the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I yeah. could not oh, stand that movie. I, I just, I just couldn't stand it. Um, and then I actually realized what is the th- why there's actually a theme on all, all the movies that are like on my not on list. Um, mm-hmm. Movies that heavily rely on drugs to further the plot. That I just, I can't mm-hmm. get into that. So Train Spotting, Pulp Fiction, those are all on my. I did not enjoy those movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Interesting. Now, getting back to the, the favorites list, the Thank other you. thing I had to do is I had to, I deliberately did not put any Star Trek movies on it because that would be, that's the thing is it's to me, it's like, I can't compare yeah. because it's mm-hmm. like Star Trek and then I can't compare them to the rest of my favorites. So mm-hmm. I specifically have a, so I have a, I have my Star Trek movies ranked mm-hmm. and they're like separate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's then, another episode. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So then like my favorites list is currently it's like 80 movies. I've like, I've 80 and then I'm trying to like, well, how do I, you know, which are better and which are worse? Like, how do I do this? And it was really kind of a, there were a couple clear, like, I think my top three or four are pretty clear. And even the top 10 makes sense as a top 10. But then as a, as I'm going, it's like kind of, I'm like kind of doing all these compares. Like if I have something at like 20 and 21, 
well, which one would I would rather watch? You know, and that one gets the higher spot. And then which one, you know, so I kept doing that. And so that's where I keep tweaking. And I have been throughout while you guys were talking, um, my eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 spots <laughs> have moved around a few times already in like the last 15 minutes. So, okay. What's your um, 10 through eight? Okay. So 10. <laughs> Sorry. There's a whole like, Number I, I 10. know. It's okay. like a whole thing, but this is this is not an this was not an easy thing to do, and it's still no, not easy. No, it wasn't. Mm-mm. And if I we just, redo I, this in a year, I don't mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah. like this won't be the same. You know, can, like there's. I okay. think it can change. Yes, we okay. might have I'll to say, have an annual top ten film list. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. It's <laughs> official, everybody. You're right. Right. I also think you answered his question about did you sleep sleep over this list. The answer for Zena is yes. Yes, you lost. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I'm sorry. But Shut now up, the Steven. other funny thing to know is in my top ten, um, I should, I might actually want to look this up, but I think most of these movies are 15 or 20 years old at least. Okay, cool. Um, most. I think mm-hmm. there's one that's less than 10 years old. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So number 10. Back to the Future. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and also my list is littered with a lot of like comedies and, and rom-coms and Very comedy cool. stuff because so number nine is Legally Blonde. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number eight is Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. So, cool. There you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. So my wife would have Enchanted April, but no, no, no. And now my number seven and number eight, when we get to seven, seven and eight might, again, I was, so, so Star Wars could make it up one more and right. Right. Yeah. I, you know what? And this is, uh, nobody said we're married to these, you know, this is just right now in this time, you know, um, we're not talking about a time loop thing, anything, you know, we're not changing any other parallel universes. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, my top 10 films, 10 through 8, okay? Number 10. And this is a solid 10. I, I've held, held this for many years. Mm-hmm. My 10 spot goes to Frank Capper's It's a Wonderful Life. 1946, okay. James Stewart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the beautiful Donna Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, film did not do well originally it was weird it was way different it was way ahead of its time in how it's told this story um but now it's a classic and i i I could watch it four or five times a year but specifically around christmas time i try to catch it if i don't catch the live broadcast of it on television um i at least make an effort to see it on dvd or through streaming somehow so it's a wonderful life number nine Mm -hmm. can i before can i say i I do have three christmas movies in my top 26. okay (laughs) that's That's not that one but in my top 26 three of them are christmas movies very cool so number nine Mm -hmm. 1956 film john wayne jeffrey hunter the Searchers. Oh, yeah. I Wait, think this Jeffrey is Hunter? Jeffrey Hunter plays mm-hmm. John Wayne's Captain brother. Hunter. Yep. Plays John cool. Wayne's brother. Their family is massacred by Indians. And John Wayne is becomes uh, just absolutely berserk on revenge mm-hmm. in saving his niece, I think, or it could maybe his little sister. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've seen the film, but it is one of the most visually stunning uh, John Ford films in uh, just John Wayne's performance is 
different than the typical John Wayne cowboy western. I mean, he is mm-hmm. on you. Just, he is just so beautiful. Jeffrey Hunter is great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a I'm a I grew up on westerns, and this I believe is one of the all time classics. Mm-hmm. It might not be the only western in my top ten too. By Ooh, the way, okay, go ahead. And then number eight. Yes. 2005 film starring Kurt Russell and Dakota Fanning, Dreamer. Never saw that. Really? Highly, highly recommend this film if you're any type of horse lover at all. Uh, But if you're a Kurt Russell fan and this is a film you haven't seen, uh, this is a fantastic family film. My my kids and I watch this with my Mm -hmm. wife sometimes several times a year we always have pizza and and friday night movie night at our house and dreamer if we can't think of anything to watch nothing's on the streaming or whatever um we will this is our fallback it's a wonderful story Mm -hmm. um about a out of luck horse guy kurt russell whose daughter um falls in love with this horse and they go on to do some pretty cool things and it's a it's a redemption story it's a restoration story for kurt russell and his family mm-hmm. in, in the film uh, it is what you it is a film you'll be cheering at at the end um it, you just feel so good after you watch this film highly recommend it so that is oh. a personal i don't think that's on any top 100 list of greatest films of all time it's that on is yours. that is yeah that is a family favorite we will mm-hmm. watch this um so that's for the kiddos. Any honorable mentions? Oh, honorable mentions. I'm going to say my first honorable mention is Casablanca, Humphrey uh, Bogart. Okay. Um, can I do an honorable mention with each of these? Lists? Yeah, you can do more. Okay. I've got like, I've got oh, okay. That's my first oh, honorable okay. mention, mention okay. Casablanca. Okay. I think oh, my honorable okay. mentions would be my like 11 through 79. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Yeah. We don't have time. Let's flip nope. over all the cards and come to the answer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If Adina was running the show with her list, we'd be here all night long. Yep. We're in part four of Adina's top <laughs> ten films. Okay. One day we're going to hear them all, though. I want to hear all of your. Well, maybe I'll oh, post, yeah. maybe like definitely... when we post the episode, we'll yeah. just, we should post them. Yes. Yeah, I think we should do that for sure. Great idea. Chris, right. go ahead. So, Please, number you're the 10, host. I. I feel like I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but 2012, I'm a huge fan of the film. Really? It covers all of my favorite things. It has people staring at screens saying, my God, looking horrified. It has great sci-fi disaster moments. It has a really touching story about a father who's trying to reconnect with his kids. And then it has a surprisingly really good moral about humanity and how do you hang on to your humanity in the midst of the world ending. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I think it was like, it had no right to be as thought provoking (laughs) as it, as it has to be, because it's like, it's a disaster movie. The world's ending, but it's surprisingly deep. So I, I love, and so I should say one of the, one of my criteria for ranking the movies is not only, only how often do I want to watch them, Uh but do I want to watch, all of the movie because i have movies where i like parts of it i like the beginning or the middle mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily like the end um that's so point. that's a movie where i can watch it all the way through or start mm-hmm. from any moment in the film and be excited about it can i um, say something real quick quick chris yeah we had a guy working at our shop at an old, old company avi 
and he was of Aztec origin. And so when 2012 came up, we gave him the worst time. He <laughs> promised us I love that. the end of the world and nothing happened. You owe us. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I remember one story I had was I remember trying to... It's just like this. I feel like this was a long time ago. This was 2010. So it wasn't that hard to get a movie. Uh-huh. But I remember calling all these stores around Waterloo in Ontario trying to get this movie. And I took a bus to Walmart. It was a very long bus ride, but I <laughs> went for 2012. And I can guarantee you no one in 2009 was doing that. Nobody cared about the movie. I don't think people liked it, but uh, I loved it. I also mo- wrote a review for it in in our university paper so oh, i was kind of proud cool. of that which yeah, very cool. good that's neat um, i dig this choice by the way my friend yeah, i yeah, did this yeah. is an interesting choice i uh, yeah i'd highly recommend everyone watch it especially yeah. if you like independence day um let me see and then my number nine is right? avengers i really had a tough oh, time trying to okay. figure out which marvel mm-hmm. movie i wanted to go with but avengers mm-hmm. i think is the one that like i can watch start to finish all the time um i remember like we were talking off air about stuff that was going on. And I think Adina mentioned 1989 and I immediately went to Ghostbusters too. And Mm -hmm. so when I think about years of my life or years, I think about, okay, what movie came out? So 2012 for me was a great year, but Mm -hmm. partly because of the Avengers. And then number eight, which I almost forgot to add. And I was horrified and I think I was on a call and I immediately thought, oh, I need to add this movie. And number eight is GoldenEye. I'm a huge GoldenEye fan. I love Pierce in the movie. Uh, it has a fun, usual, like, crazy plot that is very James Bondy, mm-hmm. And it's addressed as in, not maybe not in the same way that the Daniel Craig movies address sexism, but mm-hmm. it does a fun way of, it, of acknowledging that, hey, we've grown past the 60s Bond. Mm-hmm. And, and M is just like, oh, you're a relic. And, you know, we won't really mm-hmm. allow that kind of behavior in your comments they even mentioned mention sexual harassment which mm-hmm. was a huge huge step for that film um so yeah i think it's a lot of fun and i can watch it any day of the week i can watch it start to finish i can huh. jump in anywhere uh oh. and i love it and i just love this idea that james bond can get in a tank destroy <laughs> i know it's so funny destroy saint petersburg <laughs> And not get into trouble at all. No one said, hey, Bond, I know you saved the world, but you destroyed St. Petersburg and possibly killed a couple of those cops who were just doing their job, by the way. Yeah, but they the didn't goofy know look that. on his face as his, his yeah. head sticking out of the tank is priceless. It's so great. It's priceless. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I love it. And one honorable mention that I actually had is my number 10, but then I remember 2012, and that mm-hmm. was like literally 10 minutes ago, was Mission Impossible 3. Mm. I love the Mission Impossible series, but Mission Impossible 3, I think, had the best elements of what you'd come to expect. It has really great action. It has a great stealthy espionage mm-hmm. approach uh, situation. Chris, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays such an intimidating villain where you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, mm-hmm. this guy can actually cause some damage. Usually I feel with Mission Impossible that with the exception of maybe five and six, that... Mm-hmm. The bad guys are not that scary. It's just more about, okay, is Tom Cruise going to die because this place he has to break into is really extreme. But when they capture Philip Seymour Hoffman, I can't think of his name. I should just keep calling him that. Mm -hmm. Um, When they have him on the plane and you think, okay, 
Tom Cruise is in power, right? They've got the guy tied up. He can't do anything. It's like, oh, wow, no, this guy can actually cause some serious problems. Mm. Um, and of course, it has Tom Cruise running, which is never old. He was right. even doing that in Top right. Gun, too. Mm-hmm. There we go. So that's right. good job. That's my list. So should we cycle back to me and I'll go back like we were? Should I go back? Yeah, okay. I think so. That okay. sounds good. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Steve Markin. Number seven. Da-da, da-da. <laughs> Iron Man. Yes. Oh, I don't Agreed. even have. Oh man, I missed that one. Because yeah. when it came out in the theater, I boycotted it because I grew up reading Iron Man comics, and I was certain after seeing what they had done with Batman and other and super, you know, the other DC characters, I figured they're just going to make this garbage. But my one of my wife's coworkers. She, her husband worked at Paramount and she gave Elaine the DVD of Iron Man and I sat and watched it. Mm. And when I was done watching it, I said, I have to apologize. This was fantastic. I was hooked. And to me, it became the basis of all of the future Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe mm-hmm. films. It set oh, a yeah. pattern that they all followed of dialogue and characters and the way they interact and just watching it had watching iron man develop from where he was to what he became and the transition of tony stark's character it's just it's perfect it's absolutely wonderful great great choice for the burger king that's my only complaint Well, I don't buy a world where Tony Stark comes back from being in a cave. I know he's eating a hamburger. And he gets Burger King. You're telling me this guy isn't getting McDonald's? Outrageous. Hated it. Furious about the Burger King. It could have been Chipotle. Could have been Chipotle, right, Brian? Hey. (laughs) Should have been. But those are clearly Burger I think it was Burger King. It doesn't matter. But yes, I agree with your statement. Perfect movie. Number six, A Christmas Story. Because of the author of the book and the script, Gene Shepard, whose the book that he based the movie on was his stories about life entitled In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. And if you want to read a hilarious book, that is the book to read. It is so funny. It's become a Christmas tradition in our house. We always watch it either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And it's just it's just fantastic and it's just heartwarming and hilarious and we just love it. That is and one that, of the Christmas that's on your movies list on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then number five is the natural because it's the perfect movie about the history of baseball, even if it's all fictional and it is, but the spirit of the game is comes through in that movie. And I just love the characters but what's more interesting is that the book it was based on is almost completely different. The main character is actually doesn't win at the end. He becomes the loser. And it's just the book is great. But the movie just I just it's everything about it just tells you why baseball is such a beautiful sport. And for my for this section of uh, honorable mention, True Lies. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. love okay. True Lies. It's so much fun. <laughs> it is so great. As my wife always says, yes. And she gets to see me do that little smile when 
Jamie Lee Curtis is doing her dance in the bed in the hotel room, and then she slips and falls. But everything about the movie is hilarious. And my favorite thing is when he realizes his wife has cheated on him or he thinks that he has, and he's walking his little dog across the street in the rain, and he is pissed. <laughs> and anybody who ever wondered if their spouse had cheated on them, that movie really just brings it out. In the end, it's 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 a fun adventure movie. It really is. So it's true lies. Is that the you're fired? Is that the movie where he shoots the dude out of a yes, there's he a guy building? Okay. Yes. Right. And then he's that like you're fired. I need to actually see it. He's I've hovering, so he's much hovering it. in a uh, in in what's that jet? The uh, um shoot. It's a jet that can hover. Thank Huey you. Anyway, something. No, 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 no. But anyway, and he shoots through the building and, you know, yeah, it's just silly. So anyway, that's that's my uh, that. five through seven and my honorable mention. And I think we're on to Adina now. Yes. Are you prepared? I, I think I'm prepared. Are you prepared? Okay. Are you prepared? Okay. Prepared? Said a five okay. She's well, been typing and moving things all over her computer because screen. I've been adding to my list. I've been adding to both the favorites and then the watch just aren't on the favorites list. So my, my favorites list is going to wind up to be a hundred. And I think that's what I was kind of going for at first. Um, but yeah, well, anyway, so no one should feel bad about anything on their list. Don't no, no, whatever, no. because my number seven is pitch perfect. Okay, that's oh. cool. I respect that. <laughs> okay. Shut the front door. So pitch perfect three is later in the list, but pitch okay. perfect is okay. number seven. Okay. Uh, pitch perfect two is not on the list at all. I did not like pitch perfect two. That one was terrible, unfortunately. Okay. Wait a minute. So really number bad. seven is the original pitch perfect. Yes. Correct. Okay. okay. Yes. Awesome. All right. and, and honestly, I could have interchanged that with pitch perfect three. Like I just didn't want two pitch perfect movies in my top Oh, 10. so you see, I didn't like pitch perfect three. We'll have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Now, is Mean Girls on the list? Is it making an appearance? It of- is. It is on the favorites list. It's okay. much lower down. Where is it? Where is it? Because All I right. love Mean Girls. Uh, it's number I guess 72. No spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I do. I just love with Mean Girls and everything. I love um, Tina Fey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Baby Mama great. is also on the list, too. Mm-hmm. I think I have Baby <laughs> Mama higher than Mean Girls. But this is still top. You're not, not your top 10 list. This is. Well, yeah, that was through yes, infinity the, and beyond. Yeah, which which will be like the top 100 list when I'm okay. Okay, so that was so yeah, seven is pitch perfect. Okay, number six is 51st Dates. Oh, oh that was great. I love that movie. That's oh, a good choice. That really is. It's very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. You know, it, and I hate Adam Sandler, but there's certain movies he made that are just really, yep. Wonderful. Adam Sandler plus Drew Barrymore yeah. is wonderful. So the wedding mm-hmm. singer is also later yes. down on the list too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very good okay. as well. Uh-huh. Okay. And then were we doing five? We were doing seven through five, right? So yes. number five. Uh, number five. Yes. Number five is going to take a little departure from it is neither a rom com com or sci-fi. It is mm-hmm. fantasy. Okay. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, I remember that. I love beautiful that movie. movie. Made yeah. Michelle Yao very famous. Yeah, she's yeah. wonderful mm-hmm. and doesn't age. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Um, like watching her now, I'm like, wait, I feel like you're supposed to be uh-huh. older than you look, but uh-uh. yeah, yeah, it's so no. weird. 
Yeah. Very good very choice. Good. Okay. Very good. That's nice. Hmm. Brian. All right, folks. So oh, do we have oh honorable mention? Do we yeah, do we have oh, yeah. honorable mention? Yeah. Well, I feel like my honorable, like as I'm mentioning other things okay. on the list. Um oh, but I'll, I'll throw out a couple mentions. other things that are favorites on the list, just not yeah. in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh things like, well, so my other Christmas movies are Elf. Uh-huh. In fact, mm-hmm. Elf beat out the Christmas story around my house for wow, favorite like wow. Christmas time movie. Okay. Um yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Elf, a Christmas Story and the original Miracle on 34th Street. Those yes. are my three like Christmas movies. That's great. Um, I believe. And I, I also have a lot of like animated movies mm-hmm. on my list, too. But we'll okay. talk about that later. OK. <laughs> Is Miracle on 21st Street? 34th. No, 34th Miracle on 31st right. Street with a very, very young um, Natalie Wood. Yep. Oh, Natalie. Oh, wait. Yeah. Natalie Wood plays a little girl. Was Maureen O'Hara in that? Yes, yeah, she was. I, okay, was, so I'm thinking of the, the right mom. film. Okay, yep, gotcha. yep. And and uh, and um, Gwen uh, plays Santa Claus. Yes. And utters that famous line, "How old are you? I'm as old as my gums, but a little older than my teeth." <laughs> that's what San, That's uh, how old Santa Claus those are, is. Those are great um, honorable mentions. I, so far, I've loved every honorable mention. <laughs> uh, Elf is uh, one too that we my family now watches every year. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so good. And the making of Elf for the movies that made us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Great story to about to Elf. Great, you got to get checked it out. All right, so yeah. my number seven. I'm a mm-hmm. music guy. I'm a music guy. I'm a music guy. One of the greatest musicals. I think the number two greatest musical ever made. Number one is later on in my list today, folks. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Second greatest musical ever made, a little film made in 1952 starring Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds singing in the rain. Fantastic. Uh, Crazy different type of story for its day, too. Um, And just wonderful, quirky, charming Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most, if not the most famous dance singing scenes in the whole movie history was Singing oh, in the yeah. Rain. Um, just love that film. And then number six, another Western 1950 film, 52 film as well, starring Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly. High Noon. Oh, fantastic mm-hmm. Western of, of a, of a, of a, um, a sheriff who marries a Quaker, nonetheless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, who in, in pacifist, and he decides he's going to lay down his gun for his wife. Well, as they are married and heading out for their honeymoon, word comes to town that that uh, the bad guys who, who are coming in and they're mm-hmm. going to take or and he needs to defend the town. Mm-hmm. And so before they get there, uh, he tries to rally the town, but no one will stand with him. He has to fight these men on his own. Quite a quite a dramatic premise, and very well done in a fantastic theme song mm-hmm. uh, uh, by the film, which I can't I could I could hum it for you right now, but mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and just a great western, in my opinion, one of the greatest. And then coming in at number five, ladies and gentlemen, this is the mm-hmm. big sci-fi podcast. I am a Star Trek fan, mm-hmm. and I have to rank at least two Star Trek films in my top ten. Okay. The first one here at number five is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Very good. Okay. I think this is 
And this is the only sequel, in my opinion, that comes close to touching this, the Wrath of Khan, as far as for its greatness and Mm -hmm. propelling the series farther is Mm -hmm. um, another little, the second film in Star Wars. Called Empire, the Empire Strikes Return Back. Of the Jedi? So, no, I'm just so, no. <laughs> so I think I think this film is great for so many different reasons. Great uh, story, drama is everything Star Trek fans wished the motion picture could have been. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? We got Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, one of the greatest sequels of all time. And what a great bad guy theme! Yeah. Honestly, like that theme fits Khan so well. I don't yep. know another, mm-hmm. another movie where a bad guy theme comes that close. I agree. And I have to add Probably in some others. But. I have to add in Brian that as much as you love High Noon, you have to watch its remake, Outland, with Sean Connery. Really? Oh, oh it's oh, it is. is. A... It's High Noon on the moons of Jupiter. Oh my goodness! And it is so good. Because Sean Connery is the sheriff, and there's and Peter Boyle is the head of the drug in, uh, um, syndicate, and he sends in the bad guys <laughs> to get rid of Sean Connery, the sheriff, and he's all alone to fight these guys off because everyone goes and hides. Fantastic! Watch it. It's it's okay. it's one of those it's one of those Sean Connery movies. You go. I love this, and it is a beautiful Give remake. Of all right, you guys, you guys ready for this? Yep. Yeah. One ping. Give me one ping, mister. What film is that from? Oh, is that from Run Run Deep? Hunt for Red October. Oh, Hunt for Red October. Sean Connery turned down Star Trek V to star in the Hunt for Red October. That was probably a good choice. He made the right choice. He Mm -hmm. chose wisely. What film was that from? That's from Indiana Jones. Yeah, Yeah, in the Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. I use that line all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Jones, I, the last crusade is on my list of hundred. All right. <laughs> okay, it should be. That was a, yeah. uh, oh, honorable mention. Yep, yep. You know, I, Chris, you did me right, my friend, because you talked about Golden Eye. That's not my mm-hmm. honorable mention. Okay. Honorable mention. I've only seen this film once, but it was one of the most fantastic James Bond films, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It is the latest James Bond film, oh. No Time to Die. Oh, my so wife good. and I, James Bond is a film series my wife insists on going to the theater to watch if we can. She, um, in particular, likes uh, Daniel Craig as mm-hmm. James Bond, and I do too, frankly. And yeah, uh, I just thought this film was beautiful. It was dramatic. Uh, the bad guy was sinister and scary mm-hmm. and dark yet alluring and um i i just love the whole premise and i'm not going to spoil it for those that haven't seen it mm-hmm. but it is beautiful and mm-hmm. spectacular in its ending and uh, and surprising too actually um mm-hmm. to a degree mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh go see that right now if you haven't seen that film i believe it's on Prime also, ticket now if you would like to watch it it's yeah. not- yeah, and let's not forget that there's a scene in the movie which I love where he's in his Aston Martin and bad guys are surrounding him and he pops open the machine guns and then spins around. And I'm like, I'm in. I saw the trailer. I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. It's a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. And the action yeah, in it, really it is well superb. Done. The drama is even better. And 
I yeah. just I just thought if in Are, another in another timeline this might have made my top ten. I loved it so okay. much. All right, but I'm Mr. Chris, Mr. Chris, okay. it's you. So I think let me pull up my list here. Okay. So number seven, and I actually had something else before then, but number seven is John Wick Chapter Two. I'm obsessed okay. with John Wick. I love it because it it has so many cool things. It has really violent action, which I feel like I should not be uh, <laughs> so enamored not with. Enjoy. So enamored with. <laughs> I love the action. I love the cinematography. I love the fact that he goes to Rome, which oh, okay. I wish I had seen this before going to Rome, but I went to Rome about uh, 11 years ago now, and it was amazing. So seeing that on screen was really cool. Mm. But also this idea that not only does John Wick have a suit, but it's bulletproof. I mean, oh, you can wow. get a bulletproof suit. That to me is phenomenal. And then I love this idea. From the men's that, warehouse? Yeah, from a men's <laughs> warehouse. Exactly. That, <laughs> that this is such a weird combination of revenge movie combined with Harry Potter in a strange way, in the sense mm. that the way the other assassins and hitmen feel feels like Harry Potter in the sense that it's like an underground world that somehow exists with our world that nobody knows about. But everybody who's an assassin or hitman is aware of it. So you can get like tokens and you can get services. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time watching John Wick 1 and I was like, okay, I was enjoying it. I'm like, he's killing people. That's kind of fun. But then the minute when he's like, oh, I need people. I agree, with, I agree with Brian on that reaction. It's kind of fun <laughs> when he's killing people. Like, what? Well, you know, I had to watch uh, action and watch him do some slick moves. I'm not saying that you should go in and do that. There was, then, there was, there was a, let me jump in here, Chris, real quick. Yeah, there was a ahead. lady at a vet clinic I worked at who had a white German shepherd. Okay. That came yeah. in very rare, at least in Utah. Now there's four living next caddy corner to me, actually, mm-hmm. now, believe it or not. But uh, she came in and she ca- one day came and just want to talk about this new show called Spartacus. Right. I can't okay. remember that. I can't, I don't know if it was on HBO or whatever, well, but think... she, she, this, I mean, old, old lady goes, Oh, this, it's so violent and there's so much nudity. It is the best show I've ever seen. <laughs> Little yeah. old lady. It's hysterical. Yeah, so it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, we shouldn't enjoy the violence, but it's fun. But the moment that got me where I was like, I'm obsessed with this world is when he picks up the phone and basically hires a cleaning service that works just for that, for the underground hitman. And they just come in and they clean everything. And I'm like, I love this because that's always one of my concerns whenever I'm watching a really violent movie and people come into us. I'm like, well, that was a great scene, but how are you going to clean this up? So this idea that they can clean it up, but it's this whole underground world that you can get. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Chris, there's a movie called The Sunshine Cleaning Company about a young woman who needs a job and she takes the job of cleaning up murder scenes. It's hilarious. I love that. So yeah, John Wick 2 is fun. Again, I'm okay. not saying I condone violence, but uh-huh. it is a fun way of just watching Keanu Reeves do cool action-y things. Um, and then of course they, and then one of my favorite quotes, the last thing I'll say about this is, and I really think someone should open up a gym with this quote where it's, um, oh, I, I, I don't want to swear, but it's uh, John Wick is a man of focus, uh, determination and sheer effing will which i think is a fantastic <laughs> quote i'm going to see if i i think i maybe butchered that. i'm gonna to have to think about that 
when we come back. Okay. Our my husband's really event. happy that you mentioned John okay. Wick because when I when I told him what we were doing tonight, that was his first thought. You know, I was like, no, yeah, that's not John gonna Wick. be on my. I'm oh, sorry, God, that's I'm not gonna be on my list. You're not a fan of Chapter Two. It's so great. So, uh, well, here's the thing. Actually, I've never seen John Wick. Okay. Me neither. I have never. I haven't seen one yet, and I've got a friend who just loves it, and he keeps yelling at me to watch it. <laughs> and I still haven't but gotten around to it. A surprisingly touching love story, which is like, wait, what? In John Wick, but there's a really touching like love element to it. Um, and then so number two, or mm-hmm. sorry, number six is Naked Gun two and a half. Oh, I love this film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I have so many fun memories of watching it. The dialogue mm-hmm. was hilarious, but mm-hmm. the the thing that I think made me put this on my list is again talking about when I went to Rome. I went to Rome with my grandparents, and we were visiting my uncle. And because he was living in Rome at the time. And I'll never forget watching my grandma watch Naked Gun to a half. And she was just, I've never heard her laugh this hard. And so there's a scene at the very beginning where Leslie Nielsen is eating, he's eating lobster and he's just creating this huge mess. And watching my grandma like laugh at that was just one of my favorite moments. And I I miss her all the time. And I always think about that, especially when I see lobster. And it has one of my favorite lines, which I think I can say it's it's not it's not as awful as some of the other lines, which I won't mention. But one of the best lines is when it's like, OK, so and this is Lieutenant Frank Drebin and he we're, we're honoring him because he just killed 1000 drug dealers. And then he gets up and is like, well, in all honesty, the last two I backed over with my car. But fortunately, they turned out to be drug dealers. So just like stuff like that. So I, oh my God. I love that. And this is the same man who started in Fant- uh, uh, um, Forbidden Planet. Just remember that, folks. Right, right. Right, which is why when we were watching Forbidden Planet, I'm like, I, it took me a little bit of time to like, realize, okay, this is not Frank Drebin. This is, I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. Yeah, he was yeah, mysterious yeah. and wouldn't say anything like yeah. that. Um, and it's also weird to watch um, O.J. Simpson before O.J. Simpson stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. And oh, you have okay, never mind. Mention, Chris, Sorry, we can loop that mention. out. Oh, he's still got number five. What's your number five? Oh, Young Divide. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and number five is Independence Day. Okay, that's oh, a movie I never get tired of. Uh, I love. It has all my favorite things. Again, it has the world ending. It has aliens. It has people reacting to monitors or looking at monitors and reacting to things going on. It has some great comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of like every time I hear about lawyers, I always think of ah, oh, I gotta call my mother. I gotta call my lawyer. Oh, yeah, I, I know. Lawyer. And my girlfriend's. But he got to do it in that voice. That voice he does. And I gotta call this my is so mother. So funny. Oh my god. I love. Oh I love Dale because as soon as we watch something, and if she notices something about a character or like a facial feature that she doesn't like, she has a really tough time. So I was like getting her to watch it. And she's like, okay, when does that guy die? And I'm like, don't worry, he dies at this minute, like this time in the movie, mm-hmm. because she couldn't deal with the voice. Um, yeah. So Naked Gun, yeah. two and a half. Or okay. sorry, Independence Day. Independence Day, very good. <laughs> good choice. And I quote that when I'm driving, too. I just sometimes. realized something about my life, though, guys. Yes, I have no comedies in my top ten whatsoever. What does that oh, say about no me? No comedies. You're, you're a very... Um, Emotion-driven man, you you find the deepness. I, okay, okay, you know what drama, I mean? deep, deep I, drama. I relate to that. Okay. okay. So Thank last you. thing I'll I feel better. Uh, mm-hmm. So last thing I'll say about Independence Day, I find especially if I'm driving somewhere in like Toronto, where 
like I don't know how it compares to the US, but I find Toronto traffic very stressful because everybody's aggressive and I'm not always sure where I'm supposed mm-hmm. to go. And the streets are can be very narrow. And so I find when I get into a really tense situation, I will sometimes yell out, all right, Mr. President, here we go. And that's the yeah. the Daniel Dennis Quaid. Is it Dennis Quaid? No, not Dennis Quaid. What, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Randy. Who's the uh, the alcoholic but turned airplane air yeah. air pilot airplane he pilot? Is you know Russell K. Is Russell K. Russell K. Yes, that's right, Russell K. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then honorable mention another very violent movie that I think is, which I feel like was a precursor to John Wick in a lot of ways, is the movie Shoot 'Em Up, and it's with uh, Clive Owen mm. and. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my voice. I don't think I've seen that either. Uh, who's the guy? Paul uh, Wine, Paul Giamatti, Giamatti mm-hmm. is in that. And the movie's so ridiculous, but like it gets so off the rails at the end of the movie. He basically, at one point, the hero. I think he. I don't know how he gets it, but like somehow he gets shot and bullets get into his hand, which mm-hmm. is kind of graphic. But then the way he kills the bad guy is by standing by like by a fireplace, <laughs> putting his hand. <laughs> To the fire, mm-hmm. and then the heat causes the bullets to come out. <laughs> oh, jeez! I'm sorry, it's just hysterical. I'm like, what a way to go! Mm-hmm. I love it. That's all I'll say about shooting them okay. up. Highly, if you're into violent movies, check it out. It's it's ridiculous. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I, I do like, like over the top, like crazy yeah. over the top violent movies, like Kill Bill Volume Two. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you know, Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. Smith, like uh-huh. like over the top, well, where it's like ridiculous. Yeah, I think this whole movie is over the top. Like, there's one part where he's, what does he do? He's in his car and he's trying to, he wants to get to the bad guys, into the bad guy's car. So he mm-hmm. shoot, he takes off his seatbelt, unbuckles his seatbelt, mm-hmm. shoots the uh, windshield, and then rams into the other car. So he jumps through, oh, shoots their windshield. So he goes through, like, when the car hits the other car, he goes to the windshield, lands in the back, and then shoots everybody. And I'm like, okay. all right, this is so perfect. All right. I got I gotta tell you something uh, I do with these shoot 'em up films. I count dead bodies. Yeah. Because it's remarkable. So there's a scene in uh The Mandalorian in the second season where the razorback is destroyed. And there's two um there's there's like two troop ships with Oh yeah, right. And they're just shoot. And so I sat there counting every single one of the stormtroopers that was killed. It was like I got to 75 and I went, OK, I got to stop. So it's it's amazing that, you know, they shoot them up. It's like, don't they realize that in reality, these people might have had, you know, like parents, maybe or brothers. Yeah. And then or other movies where you always have all these henchmen who are riding motorcycles or in cars and they're slaughtered. Is there a company where people go to hire henchmen to be killed in these movies? And what is the type of way that they uh, hire them? Hi, hi, Bob. So you'd like to be a henchman. Well, we have a very short term uh, 401k program because you'll probably be dead by John right. somewhere in the second scene of the film. But Right. We do have a great bonus plan for your family members if you happen to die. You know, there is there's an actual industry name for those actors, actually. They're called red shirts. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
Well, thank you for joining us for part one of our special two-part episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast Crew's top ten favorite films of all time. We had a lot of fun recording this episode, so much fun we had to break it into two parts because we talked for over two hours about what we love, movies and science fiction, and it was great. Hope you had as much fun as we did talking about it, listening to it. We hope you join us again next week on the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. Stay tuned for our top four. Until then, peace and long life.